Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today turns focus back to thematic investing as my guest will highlight the long-term investment themes on the radar of the Chief Investment Office and how these themes might be impacted by the current market environment. Uh, joining us for the conversation today, glad to welcome back Michelle Liberty, thematic investing strategist for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Michelle, welcome back. Great to be with you as always and looking forward to the conversation. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So Michelle has mentioned we will spend our time today talking about the long-term investment themes, though perhaps we can take a different approach. So instead of talking about the long-term drivers behind the themes, Michelle, can you tell us a bit about how the current market environment is perhaps impacting them? Sure. Thank you. It's it's a great question because long-term themes in the associated stocks that are driven by these trends are meant to play out over a longer time horizon, as you know, right? Longer than the, the boom and bust of a business cycle. But of course, there are still market drivers happening that relate to our current economic backdrop that do impact these themes in the near term. And these are important to consider, too. So there are really three key things I'd note here that are relevant for a number of long-term themes. Uh, Number one, secular growth has broadly underperformed. Uh, Two, higher input prices are raising margin questions, uh, especially within the green tech space. And then number three, the solar industry in the U.S. was facing potential tariffs of 250%, uh, but those have been recently delayed uh, via executive action. So I'll get into all of that in more detail in just a bit. Uh, The last thing that I would note is that these three drivers also relate to a number of uh, equity focus lists, so including green tech, uh, 30 for 30, and the ABCs of technology. Well, Michelle, thank you for that backdrop. To your point, perhaps we can get a bit more granular now, dive a bit deeper into the three topics you just mentioned, uh, beginning with the first one, that being secular growth sell-off. What can you share with us there? Yep, absolutely. Um, first things first, is secular growth has been out of favor. Uh, many of our long-term themes are inherently focused on secular growth. Uh, and there are a number of different reasons for it being out of favor, depending on where or what company uh, you're looking at. But one primary reason is the interest rate environment that we're in. Interest rates are rising, and the market expects the Fed to continue hiking to combat inflationary pressures. Now, why is this particularly bad for secular growth companies? Typically, when we say secular growth, it's growth that is expected to be maintained for many years into the future. And when you're trying to value a company, typically one method of doing so is you look at expected cash flows in the future and you discount those cash flows using an interest rate in order to arrive at the value of those cash flows today. So the higher the interest rate that you use, the lower valuation you end up arriving at. So this has contributed to the rotation away from secular growth. But we also saw many secular growth companies benefit from pandemic-related trends, like spending more time in the digital realm. So now that the economy has reopened, we're seeing other pockets of the market in a bit more favorable position for that. 
All right, so that covers the secular growth sell-off. Maybe now we can pivot over to those other two topics. So, Michelle, what do higher input prices mean for green tech? And can you also tell us a bit more about the delayed solar tariffs? Sure thing. Uh, First, I would just note that higher input prices are impactful for a number of industries, right? It's not just green tech, but green tech and electric vehicles, for example, do use a number of raw materials, uh, including semiconductors, that has been in short supply. Uh, I do think it's worth noting that even though we've seen some relief uh, in select metal prices uh, on the back of more recent global growth concerns, the Bloomberg Commodity uh, Spot Index is still near all-time highs, meaning the cost of producing things is higher. Uh, But the good news is that so far, this is being matched by still pretty robust demand. Um, So while this is particularly impactful for certain green tech pockets, uh, one related thing that I would note here is that it's also likely to bode well for automation investment. Uh, Supply constraints reinforce the need for more automated processes, right, and more automation robotics tools. Uh, And one input cost I haven't mentioned yet is labor. Uh, The tight labor market only adds to the incentive here. Um, So we think that this bodes well for the longer-term automation robotics theme. Then finally, um, the solar tariffs, as this relates to to green tech as well. Uh, In the U.S., the Department of Commerce was investigating potential circumvention of solar tariffs. And the threat and tariff as part of this investigation could have been as high as 250%. Uh, now, because these had the potential to be applied retroactively, that was causing uh, many companies to delay their plans for capacity installations because they were facing this uncertainty. But more recently, uh, President Biden has used executive action to delay the potential tariffs for two years. Now, this could be uh, fought in court But we do think it helps to alleviate some of the the near-term overhang that much of the U.S. solar industry was facing. Uh, And regardless of the delay, we do see an end result of 250% tariffs as unlikely. Well, thank you, Michelle, for hitting on the implications of those factors. So as we begin to wrap up, Michelle, what does this all mean for the global equity focus lists that you mentioned here? How are these stock lists faring with this backdrop all in mind? Sure, it's a great question, and I can just give a, a couple comments on each. So I'll, I'll start with the ABCs of technology, and given the focus areas of this theme, so when we say ABCs, uh, we really mean artificial intelligence, uh, big data, and cybersecurity. Uh, this certainly, these pockets certainly have not been immune from the secular growth headwinds that I just spoke about here. Uh, however, this, the C part, cybersecurity, has actually seen a bit of a tailwind from the greater focus that we are seeing on security more broadly as a result of the war. And we continue to see this as a a pocket of longer-term opportunity as our world becomes increasingly digital, cybersecurity becomes increasingly important. Um, So I'll stop there on ABCs of Tech and just move on um, real quickly to 30 for 30. And this is a bit of a, a mix of bag overall. Um, This list does have many different verticals to consider, whether it's fintech or health tech. Green tech is a a part of 30 for 30 as well. Um, So within the fintech space, we do still 
like the rate-sensitive names, uh, as well as names that can benefit from volatility, such as the exchanges, uh, for example. Within health tech, uh, medical device suppliers have remained under pressure, mostly stemming from supply chain concerns um, that have yet to fully ease. And then finally, the, the theme's 5G exposure has not really been able to buck the, the downward trend in tech, unfortunately. Though we do still see you know, a couple names with uh, opportunity in our view. And then finally, uh, green tech goes global. I know I've spoken a little bit about green tech already today, um, but a couple different drivers to consider here. And it's not exactly straightforward. Um, but first, this renewed focus on energy security that we're seeing does support the case for having a diversified base of energy sources. And that includes renewables. But where it gets more complex is that the war is, again, it's also adding to these input cost pressures that we were already seeing. And up until the delay of the tariffs that I discussed earlier, that tariff uncertainty was causing you know, more delays in the supply chain in terms of capacity installations as well. Um, within other pockets of green tech, though, uh, the electric vehicle space continues to uh, face component shortages that are hampering uh, production numbers. We do maintain exposure to uh, select manufacturers. The ones that we see with a competitive advantage to better weather the current environment. Um, and we also continue to see value in a number of other verticals, such as industrial gas suppliers uh, with hydrogen exposure, utility scale, renewable providers, uh, and companies providing green financing that are exposed to, to higher interest rates. Uh, for just a few examples. Well, Michelle, thank you for the update on the stock lists. Of course, I will encourage our clients listening in in particular, if you do have any follow-up questions for your financial advisor on the stock lists, which Michelle has mentioned on the podcast this morning, highly encourage you to have a follow-up conversation with your UBS financial advisor. Though, Michelle, great catching up with you as always. Thank you for dropping by top of the morning today for the update on the themes and speaking to the implications of the current market environment to them. Looking forward to continuing our conversation. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Michelle. And again, today we've been joined by Michelle Liberty, thematic investing strategist for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. As a reminder to our clients and our listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can all be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways 
and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.